does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. We're glad you're with us. We have a lot of um, football, basketball, racing, some baseball, plenty of things to talk about here on the show. The busiest guy you know, the most important guy you know. He's the star of our show. It's Network Indiana's Eddie Garrison. Thank you, Coach Lovell. A lot of baseball going on today, both Major League and Minor League levels, and a lot of it has already been in the books. So let's highlight Major League Baseball. One game with rooting interest right now, Dodgers-Cubs. This is in L.A. Yesterday, the Cubs were able to put it on the Dodgers, 8-2 in game one. Tonight, they're in the bottom of the third, Dodgers 0 Cubs zero. Jamison Tyone on the mound for the Cubbies. Two and two-thirds, two hits, one walk. And he has struck out three batters. Cody Bellinger with the only hit right now for Chicago. Moving on to earlier today, the Detroit Tigers and the San Francisco Giants. After four innings, the Giants were ahead 6-1, to one, and they would not get another hit for the remainder of the game. The Tigers' bullpen was fantastic. Michael Lorenzen went four, and the rest of the way, the final seven innings by the Tigers was terrific. Three walks and six strikeouts as they went seven to six. Miguel Cabrera walk-off single in the bottom of the 11th inning. Baltimore Orioles, Chicago White Sox. This game from Chicago. Yesterday, Orioles best of the White Sox, six to three. Well, the tables turned today. White Sox, they best the Orioles seven to six and ten Innings. Michael Kopech went five innings, gave up three runs, struck out four. Andrew Benintendi, Andrew Vaughn, Yasmani Grandal, and Jake Berger, along with Elvis Andrews, all with two plus hits, with Yasmani Grandal with three. Jake Berger had one home run and three RBIs. For the White Sox, who are now six and nine, and the Baltimore Orioles are eight and seven. Pittsburgh Pirates and the struggling St. Louis Cardinals, six to three final score with Pittsburgh. Winning again, they've taken two of the four games of the series so far. Yesterday, the Cardinals picked up the first game. The series will wrap up tomorrow. Andrew McCutcheon had a two-run home run today for the Buccos. Rodolfo Castro with three hits and two RBIs in the win for Pittsburgh. Rosie Contreras went six innings and gave up two runs while striking out. Six batters. Pirates now nine and six. Cardinals six and nine. Cleveland Guardians, Washington Nationals from the nation's capital. Guardians pick up their ninth win. Nationals with their 11th loss. They're now four and 11. Guardians nine and six. Zach Plezak, the Ball State graduate, five innings, two runs, no walks, one strikeout. Ahmed Rosario was two for five at the dish, and Jose Ramirez was one for four. That one hit being a two run. Home run. Josh Bell and Andres Jimenez each with two hits as well, and Miles Straw with three for Cleveland. Other game that wrapped up in the MLB, and it was ugly if you're a Phillies fan. The Reds, they put up 13 runs today against the Phillies who do not get on the scoreboard. Graham Ashcraft sensational once again for the Red Legs. Six innings pitch did not give him runs, struck out four batters 
for the Reds. Will Myers was the primary source of offense. Four for five with two home runs and five RBI in total. He homered in his first two at-bats, and then he doubled that scored another run. That was in the fifth inning. Reds are now 6-8. and eight. The Phillies dropped to 5-10. and 10. Minor League Baseball. Indianapolis Indians victorious 9-2 over the St. Paul Saints. The Fort Wayne Tin Caps, they picked up their first win. 12-11 was the final score. They had to score two in the bottom of the ninth to win it. They are now 1-6. Tin Caps, 12. Lake County Captains, 11. South Bend Cubs, they're off to a fresh start and a good start against the Beloit Skycart. 5-3 overall now for the South Bend Cubs as they defeat the Skycart 9-1. We'll get to more on the IndyCar qualifications for today and the NBA playoffs. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. We've got a lot to talk about here. We're going to talk uh, Ball State football and all things Muncie with Mark Forster coming up in a second. But let's talk a little Indianapolis Indians baseball. Howard Kelman joins me. Indians uh, in action tonight. Howard, last night we did not have uh, a good time. We did not have fun. Talked about a loss. Hopefully I'm talking to you about a good night tonight. Absolutely, Bob. And the Indians fell behind one nothing. got three runs in the second inning to go ahead. And then they just added on. They win the game 9-2. to two. And, Bob, in the first four games of the series, the Indians never led once. When they grabbed that lead in the second inning, it was their hmm. first lead of the series. And the good thing is they kept scoring. And they scored nine runs. Nick Gonzalez had four base hits. Andy Rodriguez had three. It was a terrific night. It's always good when you're swinging the sticks like that and uh, just needed to let the floodgates open, just needed to start pushing some runs across. But that is kind of unique uh, to be in that kind of a drought and then have literally have things open up. It's good, uh, you know, chance yeah. to continue to play well. When do they, yeah, when do they get back home? Next week? No, they're home tonight. This game was at Victory Field. Oh, oh no, no, that's right. I'm, I can't even. I can't even read tonight, Howard. That's the problem. Great crowd, I'm sure. A perfect night to play baseball. Literally, how much better can it be to watch a baseball game? Well, you're right, Bob. And not only this, not only tonight, but we've had five games on the homestand, and each night has been absolutely beautiful. We had one day game that was terrific. What we've had great weather every one of these five games. So. Uh, it was absolutely terrific. And what happened tonight happens when a club's struggling and then gets going, they all start to relax and they break loose and they have a big, big night, and that's exactly what happened. It's kind of contagious. It kind of spreads like that. All right, so what's uh, what's tomorrow look like? They're still taking on the uh, Saints from St. Paul. What time do we play tomorrow? I'm looking at 135 game tomorrow. What a perfect day to go watch baseball. Yes, kids eat free every Sunday at Victory Field, and Osvaldo Beto will be on the mound for the Indians. He pitched very well in his last start on Tuesday. 
Make sure you stop by the gift store, buy Howard's book, 61 Inspiring Humorous Lessons I Learned from Baseball. He's a Hall of Famer for a reason. He's really, really good at what he does. Howard Kelman, great to talk to you. Good job by the Indians tonight. Best of luck to them tomorrow, and have a great night, Howard. Bob, as always, thank you very much. Thanks very much. Mark Forrester from WMUN and Muncie joins me. Hello, Mark. How are you tonight? Hey, Coach. Great. How are you? I'm surrounded by the University of Indianapolis graduates, okay? <laughs> Eddie Garrison on scoreboard updates, Kylan Talley, studio producer, and Mark Forrester. What did I do to deserve this, I'm wondering? All I got is uh, it's a great night to be a Greyhound coach. That's what it is. <laughs> well said. All right, spring football. What's happening in Muncie with the Cardinals? Well, well, last weekend uh, they had their spring game. And, you know, I, I think this is going to be one of the more interesting years uh, for Mike New and his crew. You know, you, you kind of look at the, the, the different progression when you're, when you're a coach. And I believe this is now – I, I, the, the count of five or six seasons, whichever it is, you know, when you come in, you, you typically take over uh, somebody else's recruits. Then for a couple of mm-hmm. years, you mm-hmm. build up your own recruits. And then you have the success. Obviously, the COVID year is, is a big part of that as well. So now you're as inexperienced as he's probably had. Um, and, and a lot more question marks, which I think – in a lot of ways, makes spring practice even more important. For the second straight year, there's conversations about quarterback. You had a pretty prominent transfer portal exit with Carson Steele, so you're replacing a, a, a you know 1,500 right. yard running back. So you know a lot of questions, and I, I feel like it was a first step for them. No definitives from last Saturday, but at the same time, they 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 enjoy just getting back out on the field because there are a lot of questions to be answered uh, this off season. Well, you know what? Uh, Transfer portal has changed life, quite frankly, in college sports. It's changed how people view it. It's changed changed a lot of different things. And so um, I think everybody just needs to get used to it and and, um, kind of reserve judgment before they uh, jump off the deep end. Hey, I need you to hang on through this scoreboard update. Can you do that? Sure can, Coach. All right, Mark Forster, and I'll come back talk more Ball State football on Indiana Sports Talk. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard update, I'm Eddie Garrison. MAA playoffs going on right now. Golden State Warriors, Sacramento Kings, game one. This is in the Western Conference, 71-67. Right now, Warriors are ahead. Seven minutes to go in the third quarter, so still a quarter and a half left to play. Steph Curry, he struggled from downtown, 2 of 7, but he's leading the Warriors are 14 points. It's Splash Brother and Clay Thompson has a dunce, uh, as a dozen. De'Aaron Fox is pacing the Sacramento Kings and scoring. He's got 19. DeMontis Sabonis with a double-double, 10 points and 10 rebounds, but he's struggling from the field. He's 4 of 14. Earlier today, Brooklyn Nets, Philadelphia 76ers. That's from Philly, game one. 121-101 final score. And Joel Embiid, he had 26 points. Mikhail Bridges with 30. Boston Celtics, Atlanta Hawks also played today. This one in Boston, 112.99. Celtics claim victory number one. Jason Tatum at 25. His counterpart and Jalen Brown led all scores with 29 points. And Derek White provided 24 
For Boston, DeJounte Murray led the Hawks in scoring with 24. It was a bloodbath. It was not pretty. 101-97 victory for the New York Knicks over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Julius Randle made his return, 19 points, 10 rebounds. Jalen Brunson with 27. Donovan Mitchell poured it on with 38, but not enough as the Knicks take game one. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Mark Forrester from WMUN in Muncie with us. We're talking about Ball State football. Uh, so transfer portals we talked about, Mark, you know, things leaving, losing, losing Carson Steele uh, is a significant loss. I mean, uh, the Center Grove grad uh, had a, had a, an electrifying year last year. Uh, that's a big loss. Portal gives you opportunities to, to replace people, but it's hard, I think, to replace all the things that Carson Steele brought to your offense. No question. And, and, and this is part to his credit, but also at the same time, just how reliant they were on him that – Right. They, they felt like at the end of the year, offensively, they became so dependent on the north to south run. Um, you know, their their passing offense really struggled to to really create plays, and and so you were hoping early in games to get steady leads to allow Carson Steele to close out games. Well, you know, the things that I've been hearing about the difference offensively, of course, Carson's still not there. Um, and, and the biggest part about the transfer portal is, you know, we, we focus a little bit about what you might lose, but it's also what's out there for you to gain. And Ball State did mm-hmm. uh, get the second leading rusher in the MAC. Uh, to transfer over to Ball State, Marquez Cooper, um, who will share some time in the backfield. He's a little bit more east to west, but uh, I was mentioning the the quarterback battle that they have, and it's kind of interesting because they, it's a prototypical pocket passer right now uh, in, in a battle. His name is uh, Lane Hatcher, uh, a, a transfer portal get as well from Texas State. 10,000 yards passing in his career. So, uh, mm. Drop back mm-hmm. pass are kind of what you're normal, you're, you're mm-hmm. used to. John, John Paddock, starter last year, Drew put before that, very similar that way. But there's so much excitement around Kyle Kelly, who is a dual threat quarterback, one of the top ranked recruits in Ball State history. Um, but they're going to have to make a decision because clearly with Kelly's strengths, the offense gonna, is going to have to change. It's going to look a lot different, but uh, from what I've been hearing, the dynamic aspect in practice offensively is really exciting. The question is, do you go with what's really made Ball State successful as a program offensively with that prototypical drop-back passer or veteran piece, or you open it up a little bit more and have the dual-threat nature with Kelly, and there's so much excitement around that. I think that's really the story to watch um, going into the offseason uh, but before they uh, – obviously lead off with uh, back-to-back games against SEC opponents, Kentucky, and defending national champion Georgia in September. Wow, that's all I can say. So what's happening transfer portal-wise on the basketball side? Well, they've been busy this week. Ball State really, really has. And, you know, I think that's the part of college basketball that's really interesting is that when your season ends – 
typically there feels like there's a break. You have a recruiting cycle where, you know, it takes a couple, three, four weeks, uh, and then you have the natural signing day. Um, it's been busy ever since the season ended for Ball State in the Mid-American Conference Tournament. Um, in the last couple of weeks, they've added four transfer portal players, and it's been a lot of guards, which is interesting, uh, because obviously the, the, the headliner of the offseason was Peyton Sparks transferring to Indiana. They right. don't have a necessarily true big uh, to complement um, Peyton Sparks' absence. Bashir Jihad had a great year off the bench, um, but you, you need a little bit more in the front court. So you kind of wonder if, if things are there. That it's been reported that tomorrow, or not tomorrow, Monday, uh, Ben Davis uh, State Champion Center, Zane Dowdy, is scheduled for an official visit. We'll see what happens with, with that, if that might be the mm-hmm. missing piece there. Uh, but you're seeing a lot of 6'4", 6'5", Six six wings with experience at all levels of college basketball. That's been the target uh, for Michael Lewis, and really, um, that was his target when he came in this time last year. But uh, there's still some questions to, to be had about who's returning. Uh, Demarius Jacobs, their point guard, did declare for the NBA mm-hmm. draft today to kind of keep his, his options open there. Uh, but but Michael Lewis, I mean, really, since the season ended, we had him on a show uh, the week after, and he talked about the transfer portal, and now you have to recreate a roster almost every single year, and they've been busy. And it'll be interesting to see. And the hard part, you know, when you're talking about a team going into next year is it's hard to project – how these guys come together because you're recreating a roster every year, coach, right. and, and it's uh, so it, it makes it interesting, exciting. Yeah. But at the same time, you, you kind of have to wait and see what happens in the fall. He's Mark Forrester from WMUN in Muncie. Great to have you, Mark. I appreciate your time. Have a great weekend. Thanks, coach. You too. Look forward to future conversations. I'll look forward to it too. Thank you so much. The U Indy Parade continues with the one and only Greg Rakestraw joining us. Hello, Greg. Hello, Coach. God bless it. Uh, I mentioned the U Indy Parade, so here, here's here's the rundown tonight. Uh, Eddie Garrison on scoreboard updates. Ty uh, Kai Tally, studio producer. Uh, Mark Forrester, uh, you you just heard. Greg Rakestraw, um, that is, uh, and, and you know I'm not a grad, uh, and I'm wondering if I'm, I'm somehow playing myself into being an honorary Greyhound here. No, you had too many technical fouls for that to happen. Um, we did appreciate you coming back to see Jesse Bingham get his thousandth point on MLK Day. That was wonderful. Uh, right. I know you still got Brady Ware's cell phone from last week. You can get him on the program, too. Kevin Conner right. can jump on and talk right. all things Center Grove Sports. There's a lot more guests you could have on the show. Okay. The, I got to tell you what, the technical foul line, one of the best lines that's ever been tossed at me, uh, and I deserve it. <laughs> as, as Bob, I'm sure. Nickerson Hall brought out the worst the in me. I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Somehow Bob got tossed out of a game after it ended at the University of Indianapolis at Indiana Central at the time. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. 
that's a long story to be uh, kicked out of a game that was technically over, which I thought underscored how badly the officials had conducted themselves. But that's for another discussion. All right. So you kind of have a, a, you know, not a weekend off, but you're not as heavily involved as you normally are. Let's talk about your Indy 11. They're on the road. Uh, they're on the road this weekend. Correct. In fact, they're playing as we speak. They're playing Orange County Soccer Club, and there's going to be more late-night West Coast games this year because the entire league is playing everyone. So there's 24 teams in the league, two 12-team mm-hmm. conferences east and west. You play everybody in your conference twice, or my other conference once. So a 10 o'clock kickoff tonight against Orange County, who won our league two years ago. We played them last year and beat them 4-1 both teams still kind of trying to find their way a little bit. Indy's been playing well. It's not been translating to goals scored. But if they can keep that same level of possession on the road, hopefully it turns into a road three points for a second time in three tries so far this year. Well, I know you're excited about this group, and I think playing that kind of schedule, you know, new some new teams, it's a fun time to be a fan of the 11 right now. It is. You know, we've gone out and gotten some guys that are talented players from elsewhere around the league. The things they are doing, they will translate to goals at some point in time. They're very much as a feeling. It's not a matter of if. It's simply a matter of when, and hopefully that win is this evening. Outstanding. All right, so what's uh, what's going to be your involvement next weekend for the NFL draft? How busy are you going to be? Well, I still got a couple of weeks away. Um, and for me, it's more or less just kind of sitting back and analyzing and getting ready to meet uh, whoever that first-round pick is going to be. Mm-hmm. It used to be that we did two separate shows at two different locations, and I was kind of the host for the on-site, for, for like, the, like the draft party, the watch party, uh, because uh, the other host was going to be at the right. complex and could not leave the facility. We do a little bit differently now, and so Matt Taylor will take the reins of the draft coverage. I kind of get back to, to, to watch as a fan a little bit, but then as soon as those draft picks are brought into Indianapolis, that's when I tend to hop into action to meet these guys and go to press conferences and things uh, of that nature and ilk. Mm-hmm. All right. Can you hang on through this uh, upcoming break? You okay for th- you okay with that? Absolutely, I can. Greg Rakestraw and I will come back and talk whatever Greg wants to talk about as I continue the UND extravaganza here on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard update, I'm Eddie Garrison. NCT IndyCar Series back in action today. Qualifications. For the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach on the streets of Long Beach, Kyle Kirkwood will sit on the pole for tomorrow's race. It's his first ever pole. He's in his second year in the NTT IndyCar Series. Marcus Erickson will start alongside him in row number one. Ramon Grosjean third. Alex Pelot fourth. Scott Dixon will start fifth. Joseph Newgarden will start eighth. And another guy to watch when you're talking about street races, that's Colton Herta. He is starting seventh. The race tomorrow will start at 3 o'clock, and you can watch it on Peacock or NBC, or you can listen to it on the IndyCar app or the IndyCar app. 
Radio Network. We've got a score in the Chicago Cubs in the L.A. Dodgers game. That's out west in sunny California. one nothing. Chicago. We got a solo home run from Patrick Wisdom in the top of the fifth inning, but right now the Dodgers are threatening. Mookie Betts at the dish, and Jason Hayward, the former Cub, is standing at second base. Jamison Tyone is four and two-thirds through the game so far. Has only surrendered two hits. He's walked two and struck out six Dodger hitters. Miguel Vargas and Freddie Freeman to the two Dodgers with the two hits. Likewise, the Cubs only with two hits. Patrick Wisdom with that solo home run. And then Cody Bellinger, he had a single back in the second inning. Tucker Barnhart, he's up for one with a strikeout and a walk. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Greg Rakestraw rejoins me. The ubiquitous Greg Rakestraw. Everywhere. He's everywhere because he's really, really good. Uh, we were talking about the Colts uh, and, and uh, the draft. Uh, as, as I mentioned earlier, I don't even know when it is. I mean, it's just it's interminably <laughs> long until we get a chance. You, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I know you from time to time uh, co-host a, a daily show on one of our flagship stations. I am so thankful. And I've had this discussion with you. I'm so thankful I do a weekend show because, you know, to, to try to cover all of that day after day after day, how many more times can people talk about four quarterbacks and which one's coming to Indy? I mean, at some point, you, you reach a saturation point, and I, and, and I think that's where we are. And I know everybody's going to be excited when it does roll in in a couple of weeks. So it comes up Thursday, April the 27th. That is when the long national wait seemingly is over. That wait is even longer (laughs) when the end of the season went down in the fashion in which it did for the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, yeah. Let's face it. The the last win of the season would have been what, like November the 11th or 12th, maybe it was even the 6th against the Las Vegas Raiders. Wow. So if it makes you feel better, I was, since you referenced the fill in work, I was with Jimmy Cook on Thursday on the fan, and I literally asked him, I said, all right, I said, we've got these great guests. This is literally on the air. I said, but we have been talking about this now since really about the middle of January. And I really think the draft conversation kind of gets fast-forwarded when you get the combine, especially here in Indianapolis, and that's the last week of February. So when you go from there, and for the last six weeks, we've been largely saying the exact same things about the exact same people. So I channeled my Ted Knight from Caddyshack (laughs) when I said, well, we're waiting. Uh, And so, yes, even as somebody that works for the team and is obviously invested in the process, I'm right there with you, pal. Uh, And so I am looking forward to 12 days from now when we will have an answer to that question, who is the next quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts? 
Yeah, and, and you know what? If you look at this, I mean, intellectually, it opens up so many ways to look at it. I mean, here you are in, in the, the most dominant sport in, uh, in our culture is football. I think everyone understands. It's hard for a basketball guy to admit, but it is. And then the most important position on that dominant sport is the quarterback position. And it's uncanny how teams without a, a, a franchise type or a, a – a transformative type of quarterback don't have success and and it plays into this whole importance narrative that you have to get this right in terms of going forward with your program i understand all that but still the waiting is just very very difficult for everybody involved the waiting is the hardest part is it not as a song once said and yes it sounds like a very simple correlation right. to make but let's just kind of walk people through this the Bears were so bad at 20 positions that seemingly their quarterback position was okay, but they were still bad enough to be the worst team in the National Football League. That is an anomaly. The team that should have had the number one pick until they somehow miraculously won against the Indianapolis Colts the last Sunday of the season, the Houston Texans, including the quarterback, they're at spot number two. The Bears obviously traded out with the Carolina Panthers, who have been in need of a quarterback for seeing mm-hmm. the last four or five years since Cam Newton kind of fell off the table at the end of 2018-2019. So they jump up to the number one spot. Arizona, again, doesn't, which is what we all think they're going to trade out of that position. And somebody's going to try to fast forward and leap past the Indianapolis Colts to get their guy at number three. So, yes, do we sometimes overhype the quarterback need for the teams at the top of the draft? Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. But at the same time, usually if you don't have the ultimate question answered in sports, who is your quarterback in the National Football League? Then you're going to be right. drafting pretty early come that last Thursday of April. So opening day for this upcoming season, is it Gardner Minshew? I think it is if, if it's Anthony Richardson. And I'm not sure if Richardson's going to be available if the Colts stand pat at four. I think he is the one guy of mm-hmm. these top four quarterbacks that probably has a little bit of, I wouldn't say leeway, but there is there is such an expectation of you need to play your guy now. You know, gone are the days of right. you know Carson Palmer sitting for a year uh, before then embarking on a, on a solid mm-hmm. 15-year career in the National Football League. It is now he needs to learn. There's going to be some bumps along the way, but play your rookie quarterback in year number one. Richardson's the one guy that you tend to think, all right, if he's drafted at four, maybe you grow him into the position. If it's Young, who I don't think will be on the board. If it's Stroud, who I don't think will be on the board. If it's Levis, I think those guys are playing from day one, and Minshew is there as the insurance policy. If it's Richardson, then I think there's a much better chance that Gardner Minshew is your opening day starter that second Sunday in September. A lot of drama here, pal. <laughs> I mean, a lot of question marks because uh, I think everybody understands the stakes are incredibly high. I don't think anybody wants to go through a, a similar circumstance that they had this year by not winning very many ball games. That'll get there. And clearly, uh, this franchise got spoiled by having Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck. You can go back and debate all those things with Luck and his decision to leave this, that, and the other, and how it impacted the program. I got all that. But you need someone of that caliber uh, to be able to recapture what you used to have. 
Correct. And let's face it, it, you know, we're going to have the eighth different opening day starter in the last eight years for the Indianapolis Colts. Or I guess it's seven years because it started with, you know, 2017 when Andrew Luck was hurt. He comes back in 18. You get the idea. And I understand the logic behind every quarterback move the last three years of going Rivers, then Wentz, then Ryan going the veteran route or the quarterback that had a tie into Frank Reich route. I understand because you had teams that you felt were a win or two away or a player or two away. When you go 4-12 and 1 like the Colts did, you know you're more than a player away. That it is time right. to retool and reload and that's why you have that fourth pick in the draft. And that's why I think it is even more so than just falling in love with a particular prospect. It is the process of starting over. Colts fans are ready to embrace that and how do you best start over? by taking a quarterback with one of the top four picks in the NFL draft. He is the best at what he does. Greg Rakestraw, thank you so much. Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you next week. You got it, buddy. Thank you. Thanks very much. Coming up, we're going to continue to talk ball. we got some, uh, some high school baseball to talk about. We'll also talk more racing. Um, and uh, talk a little minor league baseball, too. So we have plenty of that coming up with us. We're so glad you're with us on Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Sign up today. Help lives in the future. Anyone can sign up. No age limits, no health restrictions to sign up to be an organ donor. Every 10 minutes, someone is added to the donor transplant waiting list, and there are more than 1,000 Hoosiers waiting for a life-saving organ transplant. And by signing up to be an organ and tissue donor, you can help save eight lives and heal 75 others. Their website, Driven, the number two, savelives.org. I encourage you to go there. Eddie Garrison coming up with a school board update soon. Eddie? Tease me. Tell me what we're talking about on the scoreboard update. Going to highlight some of the minor league baseball scores from today and then uh, dive maybe a little bit into some of the earlier major league baseball finals. What would we do without you, Eddie? Let's try not to find out. How's that sound? <laughs> I was going to say, well, at least tonight you wouldn't have updates every 15 minutes. That's, and I'm just, you know, and as you know, and as, as I've known for 29 years, the main reason people tune in to listen to Indiana Sports Talk is for the scoreboard updates. I've known that. Eddie, if I literally had a dollar for every time I've heard people say that to me, uh, I could. I, you, I wouldn't be talking to you. I would have been retired and out of here. I, that's what I was ago. about to say. I was like, how long no. ago would you have retired then? <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, it's just – and I, people are being nice. They say, you know, hey, I can't wait to get in my car and listen to the scores. Uh, that's great, and I'm glad you said it. But um, but do you listen to the parts I do? And they go, yeah, you're all right, but I can't wait to get those scores. You're just background That's my noise. lot in life, Eddie. Eddie Garrison coming up soon with another scoreboard update on Indiana Sports Talk. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Fourth quarter underway from Sacramento, 99-94. The Kings have pulled out in front of the Golden State Warriors after outscoring them 36-29 in the third quarter, in large part due to the Arsenal Tech star, Trey Lyles. 
He came off the bench with 10 points in the third quarter. He's got 16, and he buried four triples so far for Sacramento, who's up two with 9.45 to go in quarter number four. Minor League Baseball today, Indianapolis Indians. You heard Howard Kelman on the show earlier. He broke down the Indians' 9-2 win over the St. Paul Saints. They'll wrap up the six-game set tomorrow afternoon at 1.35. The Fort Wayne Tin Caps. They pick up their second win of their season, correction from earlier in the night. They defeat the Lake County Captains 12-11. to The two teams combine to score nine runs in the last two innings. The 10 Caps walked it off with two runs in the bottom of the ninth as they picked up their second win on the young season. The South Bend Cubs, they started out hot. They've kind of faltered a little bit, but they pick up the win tonight against the Beloit Skype Carp. 9-1 to final score. They put up four in the first inning, which is always good to get out to a hot start. They're now 5-3, and three, and they were able to outpace the Sky Carp. They'll wrap up their six-game set tomorrow afternoon. And then they're in the bottom of the six in L.A. The Cubs still holding on 1-0. Jamison Tyon goes five innings, strikes out seven, walks two, and gives up two hits for network indiana sports i'm eddie garrison welcome back everybody i'm bob lovell this is indiana sports talk let's talk nascar adam alexander joins me we are in martinsville adam catch me up to date on what is going on in martinsville I'm just wrapping up a busy day, Bob. I know you don't think that I work hard, but today was one of those days, right? <laughs> I, uh, I had the NASCAR Xfinity Series, and uh, it was fun, man. It, it's This is a track that really produces, and it doesn't matter if you're talking about the trucks who did it last night and uh, Corey Heim getting a, a rain-shortened victory. Series fifth laps to John Hunter delivering. It's yeah, it's a fun little place. Cup cars will do it tomorrow. And uh, so far, so good this weekend at Martinsville. You know what? I can just tell from the excitement in your voice, you really, really do love uh, the Martinsville venue. We talked about it last night. It's You've done this for a while, and, and I do believe you work. Uh, many people say the same thing about me that I know I don't. In terms of actual work, you're working. Uh, I'm sitting in my home talking to my friends. So you're out there making a dollar, an honest dollar. Uh, but it's a great venue, and, and it produces great racing. It does. And, and here's what's great about Martinsville is that it's difficult to pass. And so inevitably, yeah. and, and I feel like as the weekend goes on, you see better and better versions of it. But because it's hard to pass, if you're not in that preferred groove, either one, you make these bonsai moves on the outside and drive around someone, or you just give them a little shot in the tail, work them up a little bit, ride down inside of them and make the pass. And, and there is an art form to it. And, you know, so that's, that's really what this is. And we saw it last night. We saw it again tonight. And it will be on full display tomorrow because you've got NASCAR's best that will do it for 400 laps. And, uh, you know, I've said it's short track season in NASCAR. Two weeks ago we were at Richmond. Last, that's mm-hmm. a three-quarter mile here in Virginia. Last week we were in Bristol, Tennessee on the dirt and, and tonight in Martinsville. And uh, this is a fun segment uh, of the calendar, no doubt about it. All right, so you mentioned it. You've got guys, uh, you know, you have the best of the best banging it out here on a short track. Uh, and I don't want you to go out on too big a limb, but uh, who are the favorites in the lineup tomorrow? 
You know, it's interesting when you look at qualifying today, there were some surprises. Ryan Priest wins the pole, and I don't think, you know, we really saw that coming. Stuart Haas Racing, who struggled right. this year outside of Kevin Harvick, put all four of their cars in the top ten today, which was impressive. Among them, Indiana's own native of Mitchell, Indiana, Chase Briscoe. And he's driving injured with a broken finger. In fact, his dad told me in the garage that day, if he hadn't had that broken finger, he might have been able to win last week on the dirt at Bristol. But he qualified in the top ten. And Kevin Harvick is now qualified in the top ten seven straight races at Martinsville. Wow. I like Kevin tomorrow. He's been consistent all year. I really like Kevin tomorrow. And, and then I would say William Byron is someone you have to watch. Because, William, this has just been a good track for him. He won this race a year ago. Christopher Bell doesn't have a great starting spot, but, but I feel like he will find his way. Won last week at Bristol and won this race in the fall. And I would put on the short list, you know, probably Tyler Reddick. Tyler qualified inside the top ten, and that team just seems to have speed mm-hmm. each and every week. So I would anticipate that Tyler Reddick will be someone we'll talk about tomorrow. He's from Fox. You know him. You love him. It's Adam Alexander. Adam, I know you've had a long, long day. I greatly appreciate you taking time to call me. Thank you so much. Enjoy the race tomorrow and have a great week. Yes, sir. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. Think about it. What a pro. What a great guy. Off air, I was talking to Ty or Kai Talley, our studio producer. He's called me on the show for 29 years. He got, you know, his our first year on, he was the voice of the Evansville Aces, and that started a, a long and uh, very, very important friendship. So he's busy. Glad he is. Short break. We'll come back and catch you up on things. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Thank you for joining us. Eddie Garrison, scoreboard updates every 15 minutes. And having a great night. Because Eddie is just doing all the serious work. Ty, Kai Talley, our studio producer. Fantastic job that she's doing. Wonderful job. Um, coming up, you got racing. If you're a race fan, you're all in tomorrow. You got NTT IndyCar. In Long Beach, just heard our conversation with Adam Alexander. The Cup guys are in Martinsville. That'll be fun. Take a look at your calendars. Yes, we're getting to the end of April. Well, we still have a ways to go, but we're going to be in the month of May. So you can get your fix if the weather holds off. They're testing out at the track on Tuesday. So, you know. Blow off work if you have a job um, and go out and watch. Uh, be perfect. Just be perfect. Watch the testing and get ready because it's going to be there. We're excited because at the end of the race, we'll wrap up season number 29 of Indiana Sports Talk and get excited about it coming back for year number 30. Let that sink in for a second. 30 years. <laughs> Uh, all my hair wasn't white when we started it. I know that. So we're excited. Uh, coming up in the next hour, Paul Condry will join me. You're wondering, Paul Condry, isn't he the football guy? Yes, he is the football guy. But we have uh, the Gritties, Paul Condry's Gritties, coming up next Sunday, the 23rd, 
and talking about that and talking a little bit about high school football. You can always talk about that. So uh, join us. Stay with us. We're going to talk with him in the next hour. Brendan King will join us talking about the South Bend Cubs. We're going to talk some high school baseball uh, also. Perfect weather for it. Uh, you know, if you if you weren't out watching softball or baseball or track and field uh, this weekend, you should have been. Um, you know, our kids deserve everybody's support. It's a perfect time to go out and support the kids in your communities and have a little bit of fun and point towards some great things that are going on. So that's uh, that's what's coming up. Also, join us next weekend. You always want to join us uh, on Fridays and Saturdays. This time of year, pace is a little different, right? Uh, longer interviews, more in-depth interviews, longer conversations than we normally have because of the nature of what we do on Friday and Saturday nights during the football and basketball seasons. Uh, so we have still have uh, plenty of things to talk about here as we head down the home stretch, so to speak, on season number 29. Uh, we always encourage you, even though we're not asking for scores, you know, our, our Twitter page at IND Sports Talk, hashtag IST, send us some stuff. We're always up for that. Coming up, top of the hour scoreboard update with the man himself, Eddie Garrison. This is Indiana Sports Talk.